0: The Real Estate Sessions is brought to you by First. First knows that a real estate professional's most valuable asset is their relationships. A strong personal network is the moat that can guard against any industry disruption. But there's never enough time to nurture your network the way you want to. First powers top agents with artificial intelligence to spotlight the people who are most likely to sell. This brings focus and attention to make important connections when it matters most. Learn more and request a free demo at first.io. And I remember seeing everybody in Facebook groups and and the live feeds and everything from Inman Connect San Francisco in 2015. And thinking, wow, I'm really kind of missing out on this. Like everybody's so excited to be there and there's so much, you know, knowledge that's being shared nobody's really competing with each other because they're all from different markets and they're all from different companies. And they've got different ideas. And Welcome to the real estate sessions podcast where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice for real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 151 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I always say, thank you so much for telling a friend. Uh, thank you for reviews and ratings. They help us grow. And so I, I just can't thank you enough. It's been this little passion project from nearly three years ago is still going strong. So uh, thanks to all of you. I'm really excited today. I'm going to dip back into my Inman pool. I, I've, you know, being connected to InMin as an ambassador and really just as a fan and an attendee since 2010, I've met a lot of really smart, interesting people. Uh, And they've all been wonderful and all just uh, agreed to appear on the podcast and share their stories. And today's no different. I'm actually going to be talking to one of the Inman Ambassadors for the uh, Inman Connect event in San Francisco. He was also an ambassador back in New York. His name is Jay Lukey. Jay is with Mark Spain Real Estate in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jay, welcome to the podcast. Awesome, Bill. Thanks Thanks so much for having me. me. Yeah, so you're you're part of that group. There is a big group of people, smart people in real estate that are hanging out. In in Raleigh, Durham, kind of the 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 triangle there in North Carolina, uh, that's where you were born and raised. Tell me tell me what I should know about Raleigh. I, I've I've been to Durham, been driven past Raleigh, but tell me what I need to know. I'll tell you, Raleigh is a really really fun city. Um, I don't think I truly appreciated it growing up here. You know, I had this notion in my head of what it was and it was the suburban life that I grew up in and the school that I was at and very very much a different atmosphere than what i'm currently living in so when i moved back um, from south carolina i started living downtown and got to kind of explore the different areas and working in real estate so i'm seeing all different parts of the triangle from raleigh to durham to chapel hill and everywhere in between and it's just really such a fun place you know the energy is great people are great there's a lot a lot a lot of growth happening here Um, and so it's really kind of exciting to see it in action yeah, that's, it's interesting having that different perspective, right? As a kid growing up, we were all kind of thinking, ah, whatever, this is just where I live. But now, uh, now having to actually, you know, experience what, what other people experience when they come to Raleigh, you get a different look, different take. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Wonderful. I know that, um, real estate happened for you really early. First of all, when that happens, usually when I talk to somebody, their parents were realtors. Are your parents realtors? They are not. I am first generation. Um, Dad works in business consulting and mom is a lawyer for a um, contracts firm out here in, in Durham. So um, no, I was first generation in real estate. So how old were you when you knew that, you know, real estate was going to be something you were going to explore? I was uh, 17. I was a senior in high school and truth be told, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do when, when I went to college. And as I was looking around at different programs and I couldn't really find anything that pick my interest. Um, but, you know, like a lot of folks picked up watching, you know, HGTV and Million Dollar Listing and any of those, any of those shows. And I had the realization that that was most likely not an accurate depiction of what the industry is actually like and what the day-to-day business is like. So I reached out to a, to a team here in Raleigh and just said, hey, I'll do it for free, but I just want to come in and see how things work. File papers, run lock boxes, flyers—you name it. Just I want to see what the inside of an operation looks like, uh, and see if it's something I'm interested in. And almost seven years later, here we are back in Raleigh, back in sales. So you—you you were 17 years old, and you offered to intern for free and and check out the business. Yep, just wanted to kind of get in and see see how it worked. Wow. Now I know, looking at your you know your history, that you are a—I'm uh, going to assume—a proud South Carolina Gamecock, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And when did I wouldn't have traded that for the world, Bill. That's awesome. Now I got to ask you, you, you you grew up in Raleigh. You got mm-hmm. UNC, you got North Carolina State, you got Duke, and you decide, nope, I'm not going to play that game. I'm going south and I'm going to go to USC. How did that tell me? Talk about that decision. And, and, and also let's roll that into, you know, that I think you're, um, let's find out what you studied there. If you thought real estate was for you, I'm curious how you pursued that through school. Sure, sure. So the first portion of that question was about the universities here in town. Um, I actually went to high school about a thousand feet from NC State's football campus. Wow! And so it was very much not an option for me. I needed to change the scenery. I needed to not be in Raleigh for a little while. Yeah, you know, I love the family, but I needed I needed to change the scenery. There were a, a large chunk of you know people from my high school who went to State, Carolina, Duke. Um, And it was just like I wanted to branch out a little bit, live somewhere different, meet different people. And so that kind of led me to look out of state. And I knew that I wanted a big state school. Um, So I looked at Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. Um, I applied to USC in Chapel Hill. Most likely would have gone there for in-state tuition when I got in. But I was not the caliber of student that they're looking for um, at that point in time. So it just didn't really work out. So. Really started looking at big state schools up and down the southeast and uh, ended up admitted to South Carolina, American University in D.C., and then East Carolina here in, in Greenville, which is about an hour, an hour and a half east of us. So that's how I ended up kind of, uh, I ended up in school. But um, well, I got admitted, actually, I was a print journalism student. And truth be told, I don't know how that happened in the slightest um, I think what happened was on the application, they said pick three possible interests. And I think they just kind of stuck me where I could, where my scores would get me into the school. So I immediately transferred out of that into broadcast journalism and stuck with that for about a year and a half. And that was just basic entry-level journalism classes, writing, video editing, things like that. And about about 18 months in, I realized that that wasn't really going to help me out a whole lot in real estate. Um, I was working for a company in Columbia at that time. So I realized that I was kind of still pulled towards real estate. So I was going to keep going down that path. So I transferred into advertising, which was still in the journalism school, um, trying to kind of wrap all those credits together. But I realized that I needed more of the business classes, the marketing, the accounting, the management classes, things like that and ended up graduating with a degree in marketing and management minor in advertising which which all of that stuff but you know helps even at the beginning you talked about you know the journalism school the writing the video editing that's all stuff you use in your real estate business right absolutely i mean i was i was in a marketing role at one point in columbia and what i realized once i did make the switch was that i really needed to do it in order to build on the skills that i was already learning in the office mm-hmm. because i was getting that That experience in, you know, in allocation of funds, in lead gen, in transaction management, things like that, and seeing how a team concept worked, and to be able to take those skills from the classes that I was in, um, once I did transfer to the business school, and apply them to the job, really kind of helped solidify that education. Let's talk about the company you worked for in Columbia because you were with them for for quite a while. Uh, while you were in school, and a couple of years after, I think, right? Yep, yep, uh, almost five years with them. Okay. Well, uh, who are they? And tell me, you know, how you started with them and, and your role with the company. Yep. So the um, Art Real Estate is a uh, an independent brokerage in Columbia, but it wasn't independent when I started there. Uh, when I started there, it was a team uh, under Prudential before they went to Berkshire Hathaway. Um, and over the course of the four, almost five years that I was there, we transitioned from a team within a big national brokerage into an independent brokerage, you know, that was doing somewhere between three and 450 transactions a year. So great, great experience. Um, you know, I absolutely loved the folks that I was working with. And honestly, you know, making the switch was, was a tough decision, but, but I wouldn't have traded the experience of the world. I'm going to imagine there were some uh, some mentors for you there. Either maybe when you were f- at your internship or or at that first you know job in Columbia. Talk about um, how they how they helped you as you kind of progress through your, your your learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. So Catherine Burnett here in Raleigh uh, was the first broker in charge that I worked for, and uh, she was really the one who took me under her wing and said, "Hey." I, I see some potential, I hope, in, uh, in this guy. So, you know, let's try and foster that. And I think she saw a little bit of herself in me. She too got into real estate when she was, I think, 16, first generation, got in it, hustled, made it happen. And so I think she, at that point, kind of took me under her wing and said, Hey, I have this great experience. Let me, yeah. you know, let me pass it along to, uh, to Jay as well. And then in Columbia, Brad Allen and Mary Lane Sloan, who are the two co-owners of the company, uh, the art of real estate, they really took me under their wing too and said, hey, we've got all this experience, um, and you bring in this, this energy, uh, and you know, we want to help you grow, we want you to help us grow, and so it really, it was, it was a great experience. Let's let's talk about the transition back to Raleigh. You're you joined uh, Mark Spain Real Estate, which that that's a that's a powerful name <laughs> in the South uh, and really yeah. all around the country. I mean, everybody knows about what's going on there. But I think started they start in Atlanta and he's now kind of branched out into Charlotte and Raleigh. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. So Mark uh, Mark is based in Atlanta. Um, we've got five offices in Metro Atlanta. One in Athens. And then we just opened Charlotte and Raleigh, um, back at the end of last year. And then Nashville is set to open here in, let's see, in a month, I believe. So we will, we will soon have, we'll pushing 10 offices before, uh, before it's all said and done. But I actually met Mark at an Infinite event almost two years ago. Two years ago, actually, this Event Connect San Francisco, um, you know, I just met him in the lobby and we were sitting there with a group of different people and, you know, he and I started chatting went to lunch and, you know, just kind of kept that kept that relationship up um, as we went to different events and, you know, I would see him and we would check in and he came to, well, we saw each other at Inman Connect San Francisco last year and I was kind of in that point in life where I was like, I think I need some kind of change and Mark said, well, hey, I've got some opportunities, you know, would you consider them? And I said, yeah let's take a look. So, you know, went down to Atlanta, met with him and He's got an incredible leadership team as well, and went down and met with them, talked about some of the stuff, and Raleigh seemed to be the best fit for me. We've got a great sales director here; uh, he's really running the office really, really well. And so after meeting him and seeing kind of what Mark's plans were, it, it made a lot of sense for me to kind of make that transition. Now, when you were working for uh, say, you know down in Columbia, you were kind of more. Were you more in a marketing role than a sales role? I was in a. Very transitional role. Um, I would consider it operational. I did a little bit of everything while I was there, which was great in terms of real estate education. I was a listing coordinator for 10 months. I was a transaction coordinator for about a year and a half. I was kind of in the operations and marketing side there for a bit with um, lead generation. I was doing all of the photography and videography for the company. Of all the listings, any brand stuff that we put out was kind of in my wheelhouse. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was great in terms of learning the back end of the business. Um, but I kind of needed that sales experience and I absolutely could have done that. I had the opportunity to do that in Columbia, but I've got a network and a sphere of influence here in Raleigh that I can also tap into. So it's part of what led me to back to Raleigh in terms of that sales, sales role. Right. So now with Mark Spain, you are a selling agent. Uh, are you working with buyers or, or listings? What's your kind of specialty right now? Yeah, so I was specializing buyers, um, up until about May, you know, had a great time with them and, and loved doing it. But, you know, some, some different opportunities opened up and the need was there to, to jump into the listing side. And so I've been working with sellers exclusively for the last, uh, last two months. I want to talk about, and, and I, you know, I even asked you before we record, you hit record on this podcast about the fact that you are so young and have you done so much already, right? You're, you're, you're six years into the business and I think you're 23. Am I close on that? 24. 24, Mark. All right. So you're, um, there, there have to be advantages for you. I would think, especially NAR keeps telling us the number one block transacting in real estate today is millennials. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I think that I would, I would feel that's an advantage for you. But then on the flip side, I've met you, Jay. I gotta tell you, I know you're 24, but if I, if you told me you were 18, I, I might believe you. <laughs> you know, you, you, you think that's a baby face. <laughs> you might call that a curse now, but you'll love it when you're 40. So, absolutely, yeah. so how, how do you, have you had to ever overcome, you know, the fact that you're so young with older clients? So let's talk about that dynamic in your world. Yeah. I've absolutely walked into listing appointments. I think they're, you know, they're looking for, they're looking for my parents sometimes. Um, and I walked into listings with, Where, where they're my listing appointments and I bring a colleague of mine on who's 10 years older than me. And I've had certain clients who look directly at them for the, for the information. And so it's on me to kind of bring them back in and say, no, this is, you know, this is how this dynamic is working. You know, I'm your agent or, or a team concept. So we're bringing other folks along. So I've definitely brought into that, but I do get the question pretty much at every listing appointment. So how long have you been doing this? And there's a huge advantage in being able to say, I just rounded year number six back in February, I'm approaching year number seven here. There's a huge, huge advantage in that, in saying, you know, hey, I've got the experience working behind the scenes um, with the transactions where I've had my hands in probably close to 500 transactions over the course of the last you know, three, four years, and then you know, the listing experience from getting things, you know, on the market and, as soon as they kind of hear that and hear some of the experience, I don't, I don't get that attraction for as much. Right. I ran an escrow branch for 10 years. So when I hear, you know, there's a little part of me that just lights up when I hear you did transaction coordination because, you know, that's who we dealt with, right? That's who our escrow people were, were talking to was those trans- were the transaction coordinators behind the scenes that do the heavy lifting of getting that deal closed. And then that really is a massive advantage for you to be able to, to pull that out and say, I've done this. So congratulations on that background. That's huge. Um, well, thank you. And especially too. I mean, when else would I have, you know, had the opportunity to, to have my hand in 200 transactions by this point in, in my career? Right. You know, without, without having that experience and going, okay, well, I've seen all of these problems and while I may not be the one who's handled them correctly, I've seen the agents, right? Who I deeply, deeply respect. have seen them handle them with grace and dignity poison. So now I can take that and put that into my business being back in the sales side. And you also know you got to be extra super nice to transaction coordinators. You do. You really (laughs) do. Right. Let's, let's talk about uh, the actual nuts and bolts of your business. What are, um, you know, what are some of your must have tech tools? And I'm sure, you know, working with Mark Spain real estate, now there's things that are already in place, but let's talk about some of those tech tools. And then also, I'd like to know how much online lead generation stuff whether it's pay-per-click or Facebook ads or that sort of thing how much how important is that to you versus the more sphere-based sort of marketing so I threw a lot at you there but I'll let you run with it yeah absolutely so let's see where do we kind of break that down and start Um, in terms of tools that I'm using every day we have we have a custom Salesforce platform that we built out or that Mark built out I didn't have anything to do with that Um, they've got a team down in Atlanta that's top notch in terms of Terms of handling our tech package, uh, but I my business runs out of that out of that database at this point. And if it if it went down or I lost access to it, I feel a little dead in the water. But you know I've got my backups in place just in case that ever does happen. But you know I really run out of that. Um, other than that, I mean a lot of it's very traditional based technology, TakiSign and zip forms. And, Google spreadsheets, you know, it's very, very similar. You know, I'm not using anything you know, super, super high level. We did use curator back in Columbia with the art real estate and I have a lot of respect for that system. I helped do the implementation on that. So I certainly recommend that um, in terms of other things, but, but Mark has done a great job at building out this tech platform that generates leads for us, builds the pipeline so that we can kind of manage the transaction. You know, all out of Salesforce, so those are kind of my big my big tech pieces. What was the next part of your question? Just um, online lead generation versus kind of relationship based, fear based marketing. Okay, so I do believe that that our sphere is is kind of the most important place to focus because again, it's those relationships that you built. So maintaining those connections that you've got with you know, lunches or coffee or just quick handwritten cards, something like that is super, super important, but you can't discount online lead generation as well. So the Facebook posts and the lead generation that Mark's doing to kinda help supplement our business, things like that. I can't discount that as well, but I do see a tremendous amount of value in in our in sphere based marketing. Right. I think um I've asked this question to you know Thousands of realtors around the country over the you know, 10 years I've been playing around in this space that I'm hanging out in. And that's our, you know, our relationship's critical to your success. And 100%. Our, it's, yeah, the, 100%. Answer, you know, the answer is unanimous. No one's ever said no. But, but it seems like sometimes you see a lot of people doing things online that aren't really driving towards a relationship, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, and, it's, I yeah. mean, and I'm not an agent, you know, if, if you don't see the value in, in maintaining that network, that sphere, that core group of people, I don't think you're setting yourself up for long-term success in this business. Um, I think I've kind of seen that early on, and I've certainly seen that through through the mentors that I've worked with. Mary Lane in Columbia, she has an incredible sphere of influence. And, I mean, she's doing somewhere between 90 and 130 transactions a year, and probably 80% of that business is strictly out of her sphere. You can't discount that by any means. And you have an opportunity once again. Starting, we'll, we'll, I'm going to pick on you again. Starting at that age, you're starting at. What would what, what your sphere look like at 40? It'd be pretty impressive. So if you, if as long as you manage it and track it the right way, which you've already started that. Yep. Um, you know, if it's if it's managed correctly, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of value in that. You know, I've got folks who you know I grew up with at the church we grew up in. You know, there's you know there's a huge network there. There's all of the folks who have. Who I went to high school with, who either left and came back, or who are now getting married, uh, you know, and they're all over the course of the next 15 years. They're going to upsize, downsiz,e you know, make changes, take new jobs. That's a huge, huge network. And the clients that that I'm working with now maintain those relationships. And you know, I've got one seller who just moved to Arizona, and she called me last week and said, "Hey, you know, we met somebody out here in our neighborhood who's actually got a house." 20 miles from us, can you help them? It's like, well, absolutely. Maintaining that sphere of influence and keeping in touch with with the relationships that you build is so, so important. Let's talk a bit about Inman. You and I will both be ambassadors up in uh, San Francisco. And, and we're recording this about 10 days before the uh, the yep. begins. Tell me, how long have you been attending Connect events? How did you find out about it? And, and why is it so important for you? Yeah, so I my first Inman Connect was January of 2016, and actually there's a funny story about how I got there and then the first my first day there, but I'll jump into that in a second. But I got connected with Inman because the South Carolina Association of Realtors got every member um, in the state a subscription, and so I just started reading. You know, I was in in school, so it was just kind of part of you know my daily routine was you know, start reading articles. And at that point, I was kind of starting to, I was doing more of the blog posting for our company. And there was one blog post that, that I kind of collaborated with a couple of the agents in our office on about generating leads now. It was probably this time of year. So that you have to be Christmas, you know, making sure that you're, that you're hitting that network and that sphere and those leads in July so that you've got the closings in December and I submitted it into the contributing editor and Kind of from that point started submitting articles on a monthly or, you know, every other month basis. I need to, uh, kind of get back to that. But, but that's kind of how I got started with Inman as a group. So that was probably the fall of 15. And I remember seeing everybody in the Facebook groups and in the live feeds and everything from Inman Connect San Francisco in 2015 and thinking, wow, I'm really kind of missing out on this. Like, Everybody's so excited to be there, and there's so much you know knowledge that's being shared. Nobody's really competing with each other because they're all from different markets and they're all from different companies. And they've got different ideas, and so I really made a big push to go to Connect, New York, in 2016. And so, funny story. Um, I'm not sure if you were there that year, Bill, but there was a huge snowstorm. Oh, I, I, I missed that one almost. Fortunately, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, well, so this was three days before. New York of 2015 was the snowstorm where everybody got blizzarded into Times Square. Mm-hmm. But 2016, it hit like three days before, and it shut down the Northeast for like three days. And my flight had been canceled four days ahead of time. I was like, well, how am I going to get to New York at this point? And uh, It's kind of a long story in terms of, of how we ended up getting there. But I had to switch flights into a different city and drive an hour and a half. and get to New York, and my bag didn't make it, and, um, and I had a bunch of canceled flights. But, but that week, I was there completely, completely alone. And there's actually a funny photo that I sent into to uh, Matthew Shabble from day one of that week. And somehow, I managed to get into the conference center room before they actually opened the doors. I think I just thought that I could go in and sit down. And somebody had taken a photo from the upper balcony of the Marriott Marquis looking down at all the chairs um, and posted it talking about day one and I was sitting in the chair I saw a post on Twitter and I zoomed in and my head is my little head is sitting up there in the front row just me in this enormous sea of chairs um, just you know completely completely alone but I really took advantage of the ambassadors that week Joe Scott Lori Davis Henry Geller, you name it and Kind of took to them, and they took me under their wing, and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to dinner. We're going to this event. We're going to, you know, see this vendor. Hey, you need to meet so and so," and really helped get me involved in the MM community. Really. And so now you're an, you're an ambassador yourself. So you're doing the same thing. Hopefully, a little pay it forward, trying to find someone who's who looks a little maybe lost, like you did, right? Absolutely. Fortunately, I had. um, I had made a connection. One of the ambassadors in 2016, Elza Hain, was, was from Colombia, And so she and I got coffee ahead of time and um, she kind of gave me some pointers and wherever else. And so that really, really helped. But, but yeah, no, I mean, they certainly, they took me in. And so now it's kind of, like you said, my chance to pay it forward. Um, this will be my fourth connect as an ambassador and, you know, seeing the first time attendee who shows up and, yeah Yeah. You know, they may be from Portland, and they don't know a single person there, trying to help make sure that that they get the most out of the event, like I did. Right. Well, it'll be a lot of fun. San Francisco is of the two. I like San Francisco better. Maybe it's because I'm in California. It's where I grew up, but it has a different vibe. I, I always feel like it's like a little more tech heavy, maybe. Yeah. You know, San Francisco versus New York. But and uh, see, I'm the complete opposite. I'm an East Coast kid. I yeah. love New York City to death. So. There's also an energy, much like you said, San Francisco is very tech-based, which is awesome. Um, but the energy of the first of the year where everybody's kind of getting in and, you know, what am I going to do different in my business this year? How am I going to change? You know, I can think of three people that I saw in New York who had a goal this year of either starting a team or launching their team into a brokerage. And, you know, now sitting here in July and seeing them having done it is really, really cool to watch. It's like, how did you manage, you know, this challenge? Or, you know, who do you know that I can that I can talk to about this problem? Right. And seeing an action, seeing them grow is really really cool. And you'll probably sit with them in the lobby in San Francisco, like you sat with Mark, and uh, get yes. those answers. Yeah, that's great. That's that's the goal. I mean, yeah. you can't can't really beat that lobby con. And, you know, the connections you make. I mean, the content of the actual event is you know is unmatched. But the relationships and the network that you build around the country of people who you can call. I can you know, rattle off 10 people who would, would happily answer you know, questions that I've got right now. And, and that's, that's also valuable. They're not worried about me competing with them. And so they're willing to share anything and everything. Yeah, I, I think that part gets lost in the Inman conversation because I, I feel exactly the same way. If somebody has a, a detailed question about uh, a, a problem... Because of my, you know, I think I've been to 10 events total now, 10 of the uh, connects, that it's there. I know there's someone I can reach out to. I don't care if it's John Carpenter here. Now it could be Jay in Raleigh or it could be, you know, um, Kendall in California who has gone through that experience and would happily take a phone call from somebody. So it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's, uh, and if nothing else, that's what Inman's all about. So let me, let me ask you, I've never asked this question before. Once again, um, but it just feels natural for you. And I, I'm gonna and and I once again, I'm so thankful you're letting me approach the, your youth uh, <laughs> the way I'm doing in this podcast. But, it's a huge uh, factor. I mean, I can't you know, I can't deny it, so I've got to embrace it. All right, so good, good. I I think that's a great way to handle it. Um, what where's Jay in five years? What, what do you what do you see? You know, that's a really interesting question. I have really, really found some incredible mentors, team members here at Mark Spain. Um, and I think we've got some really, really cool plans to kind of grow in the next five years, you know, both in the areas that we're currently in and, and new places. And I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity with the with the organization to grow. Not just myself, but you know, other agents and sales directors and and folks that we've got on the team now. Um, and I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity. And I'm really kind of excited about that because you know, there will be places where I can grow and thrive within that as well. So I can't say I'll be living in a different city or I'll be doing a different role or I'll still be here in Raleigh going on listing appointments. I, I can't really picture it, but I know that there's going to be a ton of opportunity within the organization that, that will give me a lot of options. So I'm really excited about that. Well, Jay, I've had you here the half hour. Uh, you, need to, you need to get back to work. So I'm going to ask you the same final question I've asked every guest on the podcast, and that's: if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started, what would it be? I've said it. I've said it in a couple of podcasts before, and you know, it's kind of my mantra at this point: find a mentor. If you don't have that kind of support system and that network getting started, I really don't see how. I see a huge disadvantage of not taking. Taking the opportunity to have that person in your life who can say, Hey, here's kind of where I think you should go. And, um, you know, giving you the advice and really keeping you kind of on track. Uh, I've had tremendous mentors all the way along and wouldn't trade them for the world. And I think they're part of the reason I am where I am right now. Jay, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Happy to shoot me an email, Facebook message. Um, happy to give you my phone number. You tell me what the best way is. Yeah, but always happy to happy to field questions, have phone call, you name it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put all that in the show notes uh, uh, when we publish the the, uh, the episode. Jay, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning here to to share your story. I think it's very cool, very interesting, very unique, right? I've I'm 150 episodes in, and, and there's nothing else like this on the show. So thank you so much for your time, and uh, and see you in San Francisco in a few days. Sounds good. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate the time and can't wait to see you uh, here in a couple of days.